0: How amazing the children's ministry is, and I just, I just want to talk about it for just a second. Thanks for the mamas and daddies and bringing the kids, and then all of the workers and everyone involved. And so I want to just do three things real quickly. We want to talk about the value of children. I want to I want you to understand the issues, the really issues of having a Christian worldview and realizing the priority of children's ministry. So let's pray for a second, Heavenly Father. Thank you for this, these children. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for the teachers, the workers, the helpers. Thanks for the mamas and daddies. And just thanks for our church, Lord, that have the privilege of being able to have a ministry like this. Lord, we just love them. And uh, may they be blessed. And Lord, may we think about how important these children are. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. you think about gifts on your birthday, the greatest gifts, besides the fact that I have eternal life, that the gift of eternal life which came to me through Jesus Christ, The greatest gifts really are my life from my two daughters. I can still remember them being born, seeing them come, holding them. Just the greatest gift. And so I want you to think, and I'm going to go very, very quickly, about the value of children, the understanding of this worldview, the Christian worldview. And then the priority of children's ministry. So let's talk about the value of children for a second. When you looked at those faces, when they came up here and they stood there for those little bit of time, we saw how special they are. Their smiles, their faces, their laughter, they're more valuable than anything we could imagine. They are given to us by God. And I want you to think about this. First of all, they are gifts from God to us. Psalm 127, one, behold, children are a gift from the Lord. Happy is the man who has a quiver full. God has given to us the gifts of these little ones and so it's fantastic second each child is unique and special psalm 139 says it that we're fearfully and wonderfully made each one is a tapestry that no two people are alike and that's one thing even kids just remember this you don't try to be like somebody else be yourself and be what god has made you so special each child is special and the third thing is i just realized that children are the future they're the future of our country they're the future of our churches to the future of our society and our culture. They come after us and they shape the future. And as believers, they've got to carry on the message of Jesus Christ. Think about this. One of these days, the older ones, we're all going to be gone. These little ones are going to be raised up. Who's going to take the message of Jesus Christ into this world? So we realize the value of these children. I want you to understand this whole idea of a Christian worldview. When we think about our world, you know what it's like. You already look at it. Just turn on the television. Just look at the movies. Second Timothy says in the last days, things will get worse and worse. Well, every one of us would say it's gotten worse and worse. In fact, as you look around day in and day out, we say, good gracious, I just don't think I could get any worse. But it is a culture that rejects the Bible and, and lives for their self. That's what the culture is. We see the problems all over the place. Even our local churches do not hold to the Bible. And you think about the message of salvation. There are people who out there will say you need to do good things and you can go to heaven or all religions are the same or it doesn't matter or there are no absolutes. We know we live in a culture now that basically says you decide for your own self what you think is right. Our children are being shaped by a fallen world. That's why Romans, says, stop being conformed to this world, be transformed by the word of God. That's what we're trying to do with these children. You are the parents. You have that first responsibility, but we as the local body get to do that. And what we do is we want our children to trust Jesus Christ as Savior. We want them to understand the Bible, that it is the perfect word of God. We want them to live out the truth from the Bible. That's what we want. Now, how does this work? Because this whole Christian worldview, well, first of all, it begins with you, me and you. It does. It does. Ezra 7.10, Ezra purposed in his heart he would study the law of the Lord, that he would practice it, and he would teach his statutes and ordinances in all Israel. We're to take the Bible. We're to know it. We're to live it out. We're to pass it on. That's what we're supposed to do. so It starts with us. The second is that we have to pass it on to our children. We have to pass it on to our children. Now, Parents, as you think about these little ones, the parents of these little ones, you are the ones responsible for taking the truths of the Bible and passing them on to your children. But when they come here, when you come here to worship, come here to meet, come here to study the Bible, come here to to gather, you have entrusted them to us. We have that responsibility of taking the truths of the Word of God and passing them on to the children. We already know that the child's worldview is already shaped From ages 5 to 13, we see that their worldview is being shaped, and and it'll carry on for the rest of their lives. So I want you to think about this. We must realize the priority of children's ministries. In our home, in our churches, uh, children's ministry is not secondary. It is a priority. It is not babysitting. It is not a ministry to attract families. It is not a secondary ministry. This is a ministry that touches lives forever and so I want you to think about this children's worldview is formed now we're responsible to God and they're the future so let's talk about this the children's worldview is being formed right now here's a study George Barna did a study in a book called transforming children into spiritual champions it says all the studies show that these early years their beliefs their habits and values are formed and will stay with them the rest of their lives you parents have the responsibility to bring up your children in the training and admonition of the Lord. We have a responsibility when you bring them to us to bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. We want them to know Jesus Christ is Savior. We want them to believe the Bible. We want them to live out what they believe. Let me tell you something that's amazing. All the studies show that only 10% of people who trust Christ trust Christ after the age of 13. That means 90% of the people who are going to trust Christ, trust Christ by the time they're 13 years old. This is a vital ministry. I trusted Christ when I was 19. I never went to church. Once when I was 6, once when I was 12, when I was 19, I wandered into a Bible study and trusted Christ. They found the statistics that only about 4% of the people trust Christ after 19 This is the time that we get to tell these children about Jesus Christ. And so we want them to trust Christ. We want them to believe the Bible. We want them to live out what they believe. We are responsible to God. As moms and dads and church leaders, church workers, we're to help train them up. Let me tell you something. If you don't train them, if we don't train them, who will train them? You know who will train them? This culture will train them. This world will train them. The TVs and the books and the movies and, and, the, and the, all of that stuff that's out there, that's going to be the worldview. I read a study the other day. Some guy said, he said, oh, I'm not going to teach my child anything. I'm going to let them discover it all themselves. You're going to, teach them, you're going to let the world teach them is what you're going to do. You're going to teach your children, and we're going to take what we know from the truths of the Bible and pass them on to our children. If we don't train them, who will? Finally, and this is a key thing, is just remember they are the future. They are the future. If Jesus Christ didn't come back soon, he could come back anytime. We know there's nothing left. Jesus could come at any second. But if he tarries, as they say, then these kids are the future, they're the church. They're the front line. And that's why that you teachers, whether it's in the nursery, whether it's in kids' church, whether it's in what we'd call Sunday school, uh, kids' club, Bible club, Bible... All of those things, this is where it is. A worldview is being formed, and we are to shape them. We want to teach them the Word. We want them to memorize the Word. Isn't it amazing to watch these little ones? I'd like to say... I'd like to call out some of you and say, Would you like to come up here and put a mic in your hand and get a Bible verse? Uh, I've got people sometimes I meet with and they say, oh, I can't learn a verse. You can't? A three-year-old can. A four-year-old can. Can you learn a verse? Of course you can. We have to take the Bible. We want them to know the word. We want them to memorize the word. We want to make children a priority. So I want to end with this. We realize children are gifts from God. Second, we have the opportunity now to lead children to Christ and shape their worldview. And third, children of the future of the church so i want you to understand that somebody would say you mean you took the whole sunday morning service to have a bunch of kids and hand out their stuff yes we did and we'll do it again next year too right these kids are amazing yeah (laughs) these kids are beautiful May we see the priority of children. May we be used by God to touch these lives so that they would have a biblical worldview. They would trust in Jesus Christ and they would live for their Savior Christ. It begins in the home and then in the local body.